Will you stand and let's sing our call to worship. cards now during the announcements put a yes if you want it to be shared we had our charge conference and we received this certificate showing that our church had paid 100% of its givings from the bishop and uh, district superintendent wanted me to let you know that you got this and share this with you and that is a big accomplishment that's from the year 2011 and she just gave it to us thank you all right, we have several announcements. One is if you can leave two rows of chairs up, uh, instead of taking them back at the end of the service, leave two rows of chairs up for a Sunday school class. And uh, the angel tree is in the back, and we have two angels left, but what we really need, according to the, what I was just told, is we need some contributions to the angel tree fund. So if you feel so fit to please do that. Uh, a reminder that this is the monthly supper that's coming Wednesday night. Also a reminder that the children will be, kids will be of all ages will be participating in the Greer Christmas Parade today. Do not forget everything has come out about where to meet and, and when to meet. And if you need, have a question, see Miss Katie. And tonight um, there will be handbells at five followed by the musical rehearsal at 5.30 in the sanctuary. And then the Christmas party will follow in the Sunday night classroom upstairs in the Family Life Center and will end by seven o'clock. That's all part of the children's announcements. Also remember that uh, for all of us who like to watch the parade go by, our church lawn is a great place to sit it because the parade will come right by us and our children will be waving and singing to us as we pass by. The parade starts at 2.30. Now a reminder that this uh, coming Sunday, the, December the 9th, the children will present the Christmas musical at the 11 o'clock service on December the 9th. The children present their Christmas musical, so please uh, make a note of that. Also, the Chancellor Choir invites you on the December the 16th uh, reminder that that will be the festival lessons and carols at the 11 o'clock service. Safe sanctuaries. It's uh, time for us to recertify many people for the safe sanctuaries. And so uh, if you uh, want to know if you need to be recertified or if you need to know more information, uh, Harriet Johnson or Marsha Mays will be present at each service. There's Harriet to give you the information. Please talk with them at the end of the service. This is really, really important. We have to do this to keep our, to make sure your children are safe. Um, 
most many of you know Bob Dunlap, who attends this service. Bob Dunlap had a spinal cord injury over Thanksgiving holiday, and he is being transferred to Carolina's Rehab Hospital in Charlotte. Now, if you'd like to keep up with him or send him a message of encouragement, the family has set up through caringbridge.org, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with that, caringbridge.org. If you go to, to that website, caringbridge.org, and you put in Bob Dunlap's name, you'll, you'll just follow the instructions, and you'll be able to uh, keep up with Bob or send him a message. And we want uh, you to know that ahead of time, but please remember to keep him in your prayers. He's had a serious spinal cord injury. All right. Let's begin our worship. Will you stand?
you bow your heads and pray with me, please? Dear Lord, we come here with just open hearts and open minds, Lord, just waiting for you just to fill us up. Fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for just the gift of having you with us. Lord, we're excited for the season of Advent. We come just with great expectations of all the wondrous things that you're going to just fill our lives with over the next couple of weeks. Lord, just help us to focus solely on you as we worship today and then carry us with you during this entire season of Advent so that we know the reason for this season. Lord, just prepare us. Fill us up. In your name I pray. Amen. neighbor tell them good morning and children if you'll come to the carpet for our children's sermon Good morning. How is everybody? 
Are you excited? What are you excited about today? <gasps> the parade. Good answer. Good answer, Ryan. That's what I was looking for. Ryan said he was excited about Christmas, and I am excited about that today, too. It has begun, hasn't it, Eli? Are we getting ready for Christmas? You do? Okay, so we have your tree up. That's a good way to get ready for Christmas. Good. What else? How else do we know that Christmas is coming? Morgan? Yeah, we hang wreaths up, Jenna. That's right. We have our trees up. We have ornaments on our trees. Jenna said the weather's getting colder. And Advent, good. Y'all are good. So there are lots of things that remind us that Christmas is coming, right? There are plenty of signs around us. But 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born, there were no big signs that Christmas was coming. There were no ads on the TV or on the radio saying, Coming soon, a Savior being born in a stable near you. That wasn't going on, was it, Natalie? No. But as the yeah, that's a good idea. But as the word of his birth spread, some people remembered that prophets had told them that God was going to send a savior. They knew that this baby, born in a stable, was God keeping his promise. So Christmas is not only a wonderful time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. It is a time to remember that Jesus promised us that he would come again someday. And we don't read much about that in the newspapers either or hear that on the radio or on the TV. But Jesus told us to prepare our hearts that he would come again. So we need to think about that as well. As we look forward to Christmas Day, we can look forward to the day when Jesus will come again. In just a few minutes, we're going to light a candle on this Advent wreath over here. Eli, can you point? to the Advent wreath for everybody, and it's going to be the candle of hope. So just as the people of Israel found hope in the promise of God, we, yes, we find hope in Jesus' promise that he will come again. After we say our prayer this morning, I have a candle of hope for you to take with you, and you can color it sometime today, okay? Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Dear Jesus, Thank you for always keeping your promises. And we thank you for the promise that you will return again someday. Amen. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Isaiah 60, 2-3.
we light this candle as a symbol of Christ our hope. May the light sent from God shine in the darkness to show us the way of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thank you. As I mentioned, I mentioned Bob Dunlap, and I'm sure there are others that we need to pray for, and we'll look at our prayer cards. The, um, but I uh, also just want to give you a little update on my wife, Brenda, because many people ask me. Uh, she will have her test Friday, and uh, that will determine whether or not she's got to have surgery. So we're hoping that whatever they find will not be uh, the need for surgery. So if you'll keep uh, remembering her, I would appreciate it very much. Let us bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. O oh Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh God, you lead us this day. You are our God. You are our salvation. And we praise your name and come humbly before you. We begin this Sunday, this Advent Sunday, anticipating the great unfolding of the mystery of your promise to come to us um, in just, with justice and righteousness. And yet we know, we must confess that we know of our sinfulness and our needs to repent. So we pray, oh God, that you'd help us to hate sin and to love righteousness. Be mindful of your mercy, O oh Lord, and of your steadfast love. And we ask earnestly that you would restore us and what is lacking in our faith uh, as we uh, begin this process, this time of waiting and anticipating uh, the coming of the Lord. Uh, we know you created the seasons that we might know that all time is in your hand. And so guide us by the strength of your Holy Spirit that the world may know of your love for all that you have made. We pray, O oh God, that you would grant to us gathered here and to those for whom we are concerned your abiding peace. And to those who are afflicted, grant them strength to, to bear their, bur their burdens. Uh, to those who are in the twilight of their years, O oh Lord, give them peace and strength. And grant them eventually eternal rest. To all of us, O oh God, grant patience for the working out of your divine will. And we pray especially, O oh God, for a daughter a father and a sister. We pray especially, O oh God, for Bob Dunlap. We pray, O oh God, for these all who are listed on our prayer list in our bulletins, O oh God. And we pray for all those in our hearts now. O oh God, we know that your advent draws near. Hear and answer us, good Lord, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
Amen and amen. Uh, yes, the times are here, right? We can tell by lots of ways. And one way we can tell is the purple signifies the royalty of our King, Jesus Christ. And, of course, the Advent candle. I've always had a little bit of problem with the, the church uh, fathers who wrote the suggested scriptures for Advent. I always felt like it, it just seemed to be the wrong set of scriptures because they all concern the com second coming of the Lord. But when you think about the fact that these suggested scriptures were written in the, in the 300s, when they knew all the prophecies and all the things about the first advent of Christ, something most of us do not know, and they would, of course, anticipate and think about the second coming of Christ. In fact, it, was see, it seemed to them so much more real than it does to us, I believe. Uh, so, the, so the first reading for Advent Sunday is one of Jesus' own words about his uh, return. And so if you'll give attention to Matthew chapter 24, 36. And this is red letter words of Jesus Christ who said, No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let, let us bow our heads again in prayer. Gracious God, we, we are so caught up in our world and it's hard for us to think about <clears throat> your world and the days that you gave those words to those gathered in front of you that day. Uh, we anticipate lovingly and with great joy uh, remembering of your coming into the world. Uh, but when we stop and think about uh, being prepared for your coming again, sometimes we hesitate. Help us, O oh Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit to understand that that too will be a joyous day for us and it is time for us to be prepared. We pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know the old motto, be prepared, is a Boy Scout motto. Anybody here Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts? Be prepared. Uh, but it's also what we tell ourselves when the wild winter weather approaches. I received in the mail uh, this couple weeks ago the, thing, the instructions from the TV stations. You know the TV stations uh, uh, compete with one another to be the, the storm central place, you know, where you will go for all the up to minute, last minute information about the weather <clears throat> and what's to come. And in that packet of stuff, of course, is all the instructions that I as a church pastor can to do if I want to let you know that there's not going to be church because of inclement weather. The only problem with this preparedness, uh, with this reliance upon uh, 
these things, uh, things like emergency broadcast systems and so forth and so on, is that when that ice storm hits, uh, when that hurricane or in our case, the wind storm hits, uh, what happens? The power goes out. Exactly, the power goes out. And so we're out of the broadcast loop, and it's kind of hard because it says this is what you must do. You need to log in on your computer, okay, through the Internet and give them all this information. And uh, I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's fine, but what happens if the power's down, which most of the time it is in our part of the country, at least for a short period of time. But it is predictable, isn't it? This is one of those uh, um, predictable surprises, and yet we're continually, we are surprised. Uh, we're in the middle of the worst uh, weather. Uh, we have the most critical need to know, uh, and yet we can't. We can't find out anything usually. And we feel isolated, we feel a little bit helpless, a little bit powerless, and we, and we feel uh, somewhat cut off. And therefore, what do we all do? Every one of us, as soon as we can, we get in our car and try to go drive in it. Isn't that what we do? Yes, because we're so stir crazy from just being in the room. Well, you see, in the gospel text today, Jesus is kind of like that TV station, weather station warning. He's telling us that there is going to be a surprise someday, but it's a predictable surprise. And we just need to remember that it's coming, and we need to be prepared, and we should not be surprised, and we should not be afraid. One of the other things that's interesting about this particular scripture is that it's given to some, very, some of the very first Christians, those very first Christians. And one of the things that we know from studying the scriptures and studying uh, traditions and so forth and so on is that those very first Christians, once Jesus left and went to heaven, they thought Jesus was coming back like, you know, next week, okay? And so they, as years would slip by and Jesus did not return, the day of the Lord didn't, didn't happen, uh, we found, find a lot of our faithful people uh, from tradition and history and uh, Christian history, you find that many of them turned away. Many of them turned away from the faith. Uh, many of the followers, those early followers of Jesus, would do this, see if this sounds familiar, they would try to calculate the precise day that the Lord was going to come back. And then when the Lord didn't come back, their faith was crushed. Sometimes whole faith communities would disband uh, because of the prediction didn't come true. Well, we know that end time fix, uh, fixations are not exclusive uh, to those first Christians as this has occurred continually throughout history. Uh, when I served a church in Greenwood, one of the members in that church was a descendant of, of some of people called the Miller, Millerites. Anybody ever heard of the Millerites in here? Oh, right, somebody has. Amazing. In 1844, thousands of Christians sold their earthly possessions. They dressed in white robes. They climbed to the top of the nearest mountain, and they waited for Jesus to return. They had been told that this was the date, October the 23rd, 1844, by one William Miller, a farmer from western New York, who was a self-proclaimed prophet of the day. Well, I guess you realize that that prediction didn't come true, right? And when, no one, no, and when it didn't come true, the only place that his followers went were away for good. 
Now we know that in our time we have this same fix, fixation. In fact, one, the big fixation right now is going to happen in, uh, what is it, how many days is it from now to the 21st of December? Does anybody know? Uh, how many of you know of the Mayan calendar prediction? Okay, all right. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I think about that. <laughs> First of all, here's what I think. I believe that Double Bird looked over at Smoke and Frog and if you don't think those are real names, go research it. Those guys were leaders in the, at the time, okay? Double Bird looked at Smoking Frog and said, Hey, Smoking Frog, we've already carved this calendar up the, almost to the, the year 2012. I'm getting tired of carving this calendar. What do you say, Smoking Frog? Let's go have us an eggnog. What do you think? And I think that's what happened. They stopped. And he went and had an eggnog. And never got back to it because the eggnog was spiked like some of your eggnogs are. So. <laughs> Jesus' words, though, were very clear to us, I believe. And that is we were not to come up with idle speculations about when he might return. What he wanted us to do was to be faithful, to be faithful. And be faithful everywhere and anywhere that we are. Uh, the precise moment, he said, no one knows. He didn't know. The angels didn't know. Only the Father knows. And he says it's not, the, it's not our role, it's not our mindset, if you will, uh, for us to think about these things. This is really not for us to think about. Because if we have faith in God, we will understand that that timetable is in his hands. And I don't know about you, but the one who started the clock is the one who will stop the clock. And as long as I have faith in that one who could start the clock to begin with, I have faith in that one who will stop the clock at the proper time, and I will be in that one's hands. And that is faith. And that is what we need. And that's what Jesus was telling this budding faith community. He was telling them, don't go run around fixing timetables. That's doomed to failure. But have faith in the Word of God. Have faith in the God's providential care and God's grace that's extended to you. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples. And it was to... To be eternally watchful, to be prepared, to live a life dedicated and directed towards the predictable surprise of Jesus' return. Because God at any moment can enter our lives in many ways. He can enter our lives uh, through a miracle, and He can enter our lives through being present to us during our tragedies, and God can at any moment enter our lives. And that's what Jesus was calling his disciples to understand and to know that day. And it may seem strange to you that on this first Sunday of Advent that this conversation is about end things. But then I know that there is some of you who've already decided you can't wait till the moment comes that you can take your tree down and it's over, okay? Because we've already got into the madness of the Advent season. And so even though we are here and anticipating and thinking about it, it grows old quickly, doesn't it? Because that's the nature of our human nature. 
And so it may seem strange that the first Sunday of Advent is directed towards this conversation, but it, is, it isn't that it's not a season of new beginnings because every time we begin a new Christian year, every time we begin an Advent, we begin a season of new beginnings. But Jesus is directing us this day to, to look away from endings and even beginnings and to look instead at a new way of thinking, a new way of thinking about the divine hold upon time. And that divine hold is the beginning of a lifetime of faithfulness. It's a lifetime dedicated to trusting that God is in charge, that the world is in good hands because it's in God's hands, and that the human role isn't that of a mathematician figuring out when the last day will occur. Our role is not to be a perennial alarm clock. That's not our role. That's not our role as disciples of Christ. Our role is to, to constantly remind people that God transforms things, that God can transform this place, that God can transform each one of us and transform beyond our imagining. That is what this is about. And so if the thing is, the bottom line is this. The first advent was predicted, and even though it wasn't on the radio or the television or the newspaper ad, as Katie said, it was predicted in the scriptures. And those who were religious and who knew and understood who God, about God and worship God, they were anticipating this first advent. It was predicted, it came true. The second advent is predicted in our holy scriptures, it will come true. Just like the first advent, the second advent will occur. I cannot give you a greater prediction than that today. God will surprise us. God will surprise us. God always surprises us. But remember that God surprises us out of his love for us. So I hope you'll be surprised uh, this Advent season. I hope you'll find some of life's surprises. So let's stand and, and do our modern affirmation. This is, by the way, I'm going to tell you before we start this. Somebody asked me um, for a copy of this, where this came from. It's in the back of the hymnal. It is part of, it is the, the Methodist, the equivalent of the Methodist Church in Canada. This is their affirmation of faith. Let us affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and we'll let our ushers come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
don't now gonna take a deep breath don't know what to say when I look in your eyes you made the world before I was born and here I am holding you in my arms tonight no
receive the blessings of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, our God, one God now and forever. Amen. Go tell it on the